It's taking some work, but I finally have them. The worst of the worst. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Where? Let's just say I put him in the hole and threw away the hole. In the marshlands of Central Florida. A show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to episode 952. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Get it! Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. And next to me is a hero of this story. I, I actually am my version of Harley. That's that's right. Uh, my version of Harley. Uh, that is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And Kimmy, you have taken a big dog nap because earlier on Thursday evening, the first showing, real close to the Batcave, we went to the brand new movie. Suicide Squad, and then you took a big nap. Now, uh-huh. <laughs> what I thought is we let you have a big nap, and then we we would do review time of the new movie. They're going to blame us for the whole thing. We're the patsies. Don't forget, we're the bad guys. Yeah. It's time for movie review time, and Kimmy is actually going to be leading this movie review because I, I think it's kind of important that from her perspective more than mine because the Suicide Squad is not new to me. And being the comic book freak and collector, I'm well aware of the Suicide Squad over the course of time. Also Harlequin over the course of time as well, who plays a big part in the movie Suicide Squad. Now, Kimmy, is you've never read a Suicide Squad comic book. and you're, No. And you know of Harley some from the animation and a little bit from the video games that you've seen, but you don't really play, but you, you know of her there. Mm-hmm. So this is really your first full-blown Harley, right? Right. Exposure to Harley outside of cosplayers, probably. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what did you think of this movie? The, 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 the stage is yours. Spotlight is on Kimmy right now. Give us your review of Suicide Squad. Well, I, I went to the movie with very low expectations uh, because of Batman versus Superman um, and other movies that I've I've gone and in, in high anticipation, what you know, to to see the movie, and been very disappointed. And um, with that um, disappointment in some movies this year, and with the reviews, such as they were, I was I went into it pretty new, you know, like okay, let's just go see this. And um, actually, I I liked it. I was surprised that I was I was entertained by it. Um, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> um, it it got a little muddled towards the middle. I I liked the first third to half of it um and then it got kind of it wasn't a perfect movie but i was entertained um i didn't i wasn't i wasn't sure if i was gonna like harley i wasn't sure if it was gonna be um like obnoxious but um she was fine she was fine as harley 
Um, the Joker was fine. Um, nobody was really irritating. Uh, I think everybody was was good in the movie. And um, I liked, I thought it was visually interesting. The music choices I liked. Um, I was entertained. Would you want to see it again in the theater? I would see it again. Do you want to own it on Blu-ray, DVD? Um, when it goes on sale, sure. So if it, well, when it comes out to stores, do you want it? I can, it, I can wait till it goes on sale. Uh-huh. And so you really like this movie. Well, how many stars would you give this film? Um, well, I'd give it a B plus. Okay. With, huh. with a letter rating, I would give it a B plus. With a letter rating? B plus? Mm-hmm. B plus, okay. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, especially when you look at it, with the other movies that I've seen this year, it it's rates up there for the movies that I've seen this year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen the same movies, but okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. B plus. Mm-hmm. All right. Kimmy gives it a B plus. That's Kimmy's review. Is, it, is that it? Are, are you done <laughs> with it? Yeah. I mean. Okay. Would mm-hmm. you recommend, yeah, and you recommend this movie? to people to run out this weekend and next weekend to see. Yeah, I think it'll be a hit. Well, oh boy. I think with estimates of 143 to 150 million in the box office, it's pretty much a guarantee it's mm-hmm. going to be a hit. Do you like it better than Star Trek? The latest uh, Absolutely. Star Trek film? Okay. All right. I liked it better than Star Trek. Mhm. All right. That's Kimmy's review. Way better than Batman versus Superman. A lot Better than a lot of movies I've seen this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It kept my interest. It was, like I said, visually, and I, I think it was, well, you know. Okay. Well, I It was get, a different style in, you know. Oh, yeah. It was a different style, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you on that one. It was but a I, different style. I, I kind of liked it. Okay. Well, then that's what's important. You liked it. I'm glad that way, you know, you're happy that you sat there for that film and yeah. went through it. And you're not going to make me pay the price of that on, on the next few days. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. There, that's Kimmy's review. And what did you think of oh, it? Oh, we don't need to go there because we'll just stay positive on this show because... Oh, come on. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll stay positive. Kimmy... I teased on my Facebook that... Oh, you did, did you? We saw Suicide Squad tonight, and one of us liked it, and one of us not so much. And let me guess, my brother from another mother, probably John Diadonna Phantasmagoria, probably... He loved it. Oh, yes, and he probably knows which one didn't like it, doesn't he? Oh, I think he might have (laughs) guessed, I think. Well, you know, all I will say is... uh, I just don't, I I don't know what that film because is. you know Suicide Squad it's not more that, than I, I do. I didn't care about yeah. that part to be quite so honest. That's not what was it you didn't like? It's not from that aspect. I just don't think it was a very good movie. Period. I don't know what it is. I think it was trying to be funny when it's really not. I think it was trying to be action packed and dark when it's not. 
Um, I, I think it, I think if you see the trailers, you've seen the whole damn movie period. I don't agree with that. I, I think you've seen the whole movie. I mean, uh, they, they misled people with the Batman teasing him in the film. I think uh, he's barely even in the film. Oh, and, well, I didn't and, expect him to be in it much. I thought he was just like a cameo, but I don't, that's not where I'm going. I mean, there are so many elements there that I, I just find I, this movie's a miss I, to me. Mm-hmm. It has no competition. It's in August. It has none. So it's it is going to do well. I think it's a Guardians of the Galaxy wannabe by DC. I think it's it's miser- it's missed the mark. I can see that with um. I I, I and I I really do. I think with it's, um, Killer Croc. Okay. Yeah, you know, and the like Killer Croc was like Groot and yeah. I I I, I think it's. I can kind of see it, that. It, it's. I, it misses, I think, in the humor parts. I think it... it One thing, it, I don't know if it was a theater or what, but I don't know about the sound at times. At times it was like hard to hear or understand what like Killer Croc was well, saying. He's, and, he's guttural. He, he's okay. He, he's going to be guttural. I, I, I have no, no... I didn't know if that was just me. I think, the, I think the soundtrack choices were off. I think they were trying to copy Guardians of the Galaxy with that. I think... And, oh, and, wow. and, and I think, once again, with Guardians... It had that was part of the story. The music they used appealed mm. appealed to parents who were taking young younger ones to the film. Mm-hmm. Younger ones could have, could get caught into the oldies that were being played on tape by Sky uh, by Star Lord because the the songs played a part to Star Lord's history and played part to the story. It was connected mm-hmm. that way. It wasn't forced upon you and a distraction. That is one of the key elements why music is being is used in the movie is not to be a distraction it, it needs to be a part of it mm-hmm. that's why scores are used generally as opposed to using you know material that was heard on the radio if you will uh-huh. and i you know i have problem i mean house of the rising sun from just keep on i mean it just it to me it seemed forced that that it was like okay we're going to copy this really hot marvel film that used contemporary music pop music into it and it, to me they tried to use a formula i okay. it felt like a formula. i didn't mind it well that's see that's what that's good you you liked it mm-hmm. i i i it's a movie that i would have been perfectly happy to just to see it on dvd the blu-ray no need to spend the coin to see it on imax or theater in my opinion that's for me mm. and i'm not going that from a comic book aspect mm-hmm. of it i just don't think it was that great and it's not because it was it, it's it wasn't. It's. It just wasn't too dark. It wasn't too funny. It just was there, to me. Mm. I just found it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. The Joker performances. Yeah. They they outshine um, a lot of things in there, in in that film. Uh, Harley as well. But uh, just just. Uh, it's not that I wasn't disappointed. I told you I really didn't want to see the film in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we decided to go see it really at last moment. And so it wasn't something I was really looking forward to and was disappointed mm-hmm. at all. And I, I don't want to say I hate the movie. I don't I don't hate it. I think some people really love it. I, I know they will. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to see it again? No. Do I, no. Do I, do I want to have it in the uh, library? No. Mm. Would Here is it. Just, and this is something that always gets me. See, I think there's comic book overload. In films, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the one that, the, and I doubt it is, but I don't think DC's hitting them out of the park. And I don't know if the, it, time is starting to go where these comic book movies are going to start. You know, when I see things on television, Netflix is an example that are superior fight scenes, superior 
uh, dramas that are tied to superhero comic book stuff. And then I see a major production like this, Mm -hmm. to me, that does not hold up to the stuff I'm seeing on certain shows available on like Netflix, certain superhero shows. Well, no, that's true. I Um, I think I'm being gypped. Although this wasn't the the jittery, quick Mm, edit. No. You know, during the fights, it, you could see what but, was happening. It just wasn't to the level as some of the things that we're it, seeing on Netflix. But, 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 it looked like yeah. sets and things. That yeah, I, it, it, that was like its style, its feel was kind well, of... Well, Dick Tracy had that um, too, and I didn't care for that back in 19-whatever. <laughs> so, I... I didn't mind that. Oh, well, see, then that's that. great. Kimmy loved it. That's good. Listen mm-hmm. to Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy. I liked it. And, and I didn't. I so liked it. That, that's good. I was entertained. I that's all it. that matters, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. That is all that matters, that you loved it. I liked, for some reason, I liked the first See, third, that to me was, third of the movie. That, that is what set off right there. I disliked it entirely. Right there was Amanda Waller pulling out the dossier and doing that little. Oh, I liked and, it. And, oh, I despised that. That was It broke suspension of disbelief to me. It felt just hokey. I, I didn't care for it. Uh, it was right there. It was like, bleh. Mm. I, I, I that okay. that part it that right there to me just set it right down the path. I, where I, I liked that part where they were introducing them and yeah, yeah I, I didn't care for that part. Okay, that's just you know we didn't even talk about the movie, did we? You just knew I didn't no. like it. You knew I didn't like it. Well, when you're sitting next to me saying this sucks, I don't this think I used. Sucks. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I do not and interrupt. I'm leaving for a while. I didn't do that either. Kimmy is making these things up. You know, Kimmy, it works both ways. You did disappear for a no, while. No, I did not disappear. It's because you were lost in this great film. You weren't paying attention to me. I was right next to you the entire oh, time, Kimmy. Okay. Uh, you, oh, boy. See, I see how this is. But that's all right, Kimmy. You scored quite a few points with our friends. You know, like, um, let's see, Peter at VR Comics, he's going to love you. He's going to say, Kimmy, we saw the same movie. Well, you know I don't You know I don't say I like something if I don't like right, something. Right, right. I'm and, honest. And I'm the same way on that. And I like this one. And that's good. And our good friend Todd Merrick at uh, Heroes Landing, he's going to say, hey, Kimmy's on board. <laughs> he's on board with you, too. John Diadana, Phantasmagoria as well. And uh, by the way, the person who I will never allow on the show to review anything, he is banned, and he knows it. That is Humphrey Ching, artist Humphrey Ching, who you can catch at a certain comic book convention this weekend in Tampa. Stop by his table and talk about Suicide Squad with him if you'd like. Can't allow him on the show because everything Batman is good. <laughs> or anything anything that has Batman around it, 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 it's great. And I love him like a brother. Yeah, that's okay. He is going to give you a big hug. You mm-hmm. two will be on the same, same page. Mm-hmm. You and the hump will be okay. He won't talk to me, so that's all right. He's going to be mad. That's okay. and and that, that that's all right. I stand by the critics, all of them that are giving it the the big thumbs down. And all gee, right. Kimmy, what does Rotten Tomatoes say of this great film? Well, you know what? What does Rotten? Tomatoes I don't th- always agree with Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Kimmy, they loved Star Trek. I didn't. Well, they but, loved. Um, what else did they love? I love Star Trek. By the way, that was one of my favorite movies of this year. I, uh-huh. I want to see it again. I think Simon Pegg hit that out of the park. That's not what you told me. That I love that movie. Uh-huh. I want to see it again. And the Killing Joke. I love that too. No, I you thought didn't. that was fantastic. Matter of fact, no, I'm you looking didn't. for. You know, I'm jealous of one of my friends. 
Yes, I won't out you. You picked up that DVD with the uh, the Joker as part of the the package action figure. I'm jealous of you. Yeah, I love that one too. That's one of my favorites. Wow. Killing Joke, uh-huh. one of my favorites, and so was yeah. Star Trek. Mm-hmm, sure. Well, you know what? I think maybe this weekend. Did you like Batman vs. Superman 2 now? One of my favorites. Extended version. I rushed out, had to get that. Love that. Fantastic. I've... You know, I can't wait to watch it again. Uh-huh. I think we can go back and listen to those other episodes and, and find otherwise. I don't know what you're, you're just, talking about. You're Kimmy, just being you're just turn, defiant. You're turning on me. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're turning on you're me. You're turning on me. No, I'm not. You're turning on me, Kimmy. And you can find those archived episodes Kimmy's talking about where? On RileyandKimmy.com. That's right, Kimmy. You can find those. Also, social media links. Friend, follow, and like us on social media. And we will friend and follow you back. You really want to check out the event page because coming up this month, we will be appearing officially somewhere. And that is in Jacksonville, Florida for a big nerd pop culture event. Also, next month, we've been invited to a really big event. And that is in the Space Coast area that we will be part of. And in the very near future, I don't know if it's one of these two events. It might be the Jacksonville one. Could be the Space Coast one. Perhaps it'll be Daytona Beach in November. But Kimmy is going to introduce a new contest. And we will reveal what that new contest is. We discussed this. This was her idea. So when you do see this, you might go, what did he do to her? It's not my idea, was it? Well, I was kind of joking at the time. But, but it, it, so this is like really, we're really like going to do this. It works, don't you think? Now, without I will see. Now, well, okay. Let's put it this way. It's a very unique way to get audience participation. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. And it's a way in which most people have not seen you in this light. True. Okay. And it is your idea, correct? True. And you did a dry run with me. True. And it worked. And it made you laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. I thought it was, you know, I might, and I, you know what, we might, uh, when we're in Tampa this weekend, we might tell some people what it is. Give them a, a sample. Mm. Those who want to know. Mm-hmm. Just come up to Kimmy and myself and ask. Matter of fact, I will have video camera with us, and we can go on camera with us, possibly, if you'd like. Correct? Mm-hmm. And just, you know, get your, you know, they test, they test all kinds of things. They do studio, you know, audience testing, stuff like that. Perceptions, mm-hmm. perception tests, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll see how it work, works. I Actually, I know that it's going to be hilarious. I can't wait to debut it. Don't know if it'll be in Jacksonville or it will be maybe in Cocoa, Florida, over in the Space Coast in September, which just happens to be somebody's birthday. Don't know who that is of the Riley and Kimmy show mm. uh, coming up in September. Don't know whose birthday that would be. And getting really close to episode 1000, which Kimmy is working on as we speak. I know you're making plans for Fever- that one. Feverishly. Oh, I know you are. I know she, you know, probably going to be Suicide Squad uh, theme now. Okay, how about Civil War, Captain America? Mm. Fantastic movie. The best one of the Marvel films ever made. <sighs> Come on. Now. Only thing missing from that. Come in my on opinion, now. Only thing missing from Civil War, in my opinion, was man. I wish they could have had Red Skull in that film. Yeah. Okay. So I like this better than Captain America: Civil War. You're going to lose Batman versus I'm Superman. I'm telling you, you you're losing. Killing joke. You're losing Humphrey there. You're losing um, some people. Okay. They're, they're turning. I on liked you, it better than than all of those movies. They're turning on you, Kimmy. Watch out. You, you better stop. You know where you. 
That's all right. Brothers and sisters, I'm behind you on all those great film productions. I'm with you. Can't believe she's turned on us. Live long and prosper. Remember, Mm -hmm. Star Trek. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to go see Star Trek again. Okay, you go see Star Trek again. I'll go see Suicide Squad again. Okay, you can do that. I'm going to go see Star Trek again. That's, That's what's going to happen. All right, Kimmy, are you all nerded up and ready to go on this August 5th? Why, yes, I am. Would you like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Yes, please. All polite on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Yes, please. It is on August 5th, the day we we record this, and we're going to be asking Kimmy some uh, pop culture, nerd, and geek-related questions. She gets more of them right than wrong. She will get some pocket lint. And she is building a pocket lint creature with all the pocket lint she's been winning. And that pocket lint creature will be making a debut by the end of this year at an upcoming Riley and Kimmy show appearance that you can find on our event page at RileyandKimmy.com. I have no idea where or when this thing she's making will be making its appearance. Are you ready to try to add some more pocket lint to your your collection for your, your big beast that you're building? Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy, it is an August 5th. Here we move over to the Almanac. Tell me, here's the question. Tell me when this TV show went national. It was a local show before this, but it went national on this date. Give me the name of the show and give me the year it went national. Here's your audio clue. We're going hopping. We're going hopping today when things are popping. A Philadelphia way. We're going to drop it on all the music they play on the. All right, Kimmy. Bandstand. Bandstand. All right, Kimmy. Oh, oh, for bonus points, tell me who the uh, person was there singing that. Oh, Barry Manilow. Yeah, Barry Manilow did. He redid the uh, the theme back Mm -hmm. in the 70s. American Bandstand. One of the best things that was ever done on planet Earth because if you ever DJed weddings or anniversary parties and you wanted the geezers to get out and dance, you just grabbed that thing. Really? Oh, it worked. I mean, they came crawling out and all that. So, Kimmy, tell me, you got you got the, the TV show, Give Me the Year, that it made its national debut. It, it appeared before on local television. Tell me what year it went national. 1955. Very close. 1957 debuted originally 1952 in Philadelphia with Dick Clark and then went to national in 1957. Can you give me the network that ran this thing forever? ABC. That's correct. Did you watch American Bandstand? Heck yeah. Now, because you're older, well, I mean younger. Let's get this right. We don't want to make you old because you're because you're younger. Those who watched it when it originally came on, it it aired in the afternoons when they got home. But by the time you were aware of what's going on, it was airing on Saturday Saturday mornings, right? Saturday mornings. Right, right after the cartoons. Mm -hmm. And you would watch that. Mm -hmm. You love it. Yeah, it's like eleven, eleven thirty. Right. In, same Somewhere in, like yeah, that. something like that in my market as well. All right, Kimmy, it was on this date in history that this debuted as a cartoon. Tell me the name of the cartoon and give me the year it made its debut. By the way, the song is from many years after it made its comic debut. Here it is. Just thinking about tomorrow clears away the cobwebs. And the sorrow. Alright, what comic strip is that? Annie. <laughs> That's right, Little Orphan Annie. Uh-huh. Can you give me the year Little Orphan Annie made her debut in newspapers across 
well, not across the country, originally New York. Tell me when she made her first uh, appearance. Um, 1960. Kimmy, she's older than dirt. I'm going to give you that much of a clue. Can you take another guess? She was popular in the golden age of radio, too, for a period of time. That should help you know that it's going to be old. Right, but I was guessing the com- when it went into comic strip. Comic um, strip was first. Then it oh, was a- comic strip was. Oh. Let's help Kimmy out here. First, it was comic strip. Then it was radio program. Then, Nin- a- then eventually plays and movies, musicals. Nineteen thirty. Like- Very close. Nineteen twenty-four is when Little Orphan Annie first appeared in New York in the New York Daily News. It was on this date, nineteen twenty-one, the first play-by-play broadcast of baseball was done. I bet that was fun. 1921. Moving over to music, Kimmy. Let's see if you can identify this group. They had a hit. I'm going to give you the year. Big hit. 1959. They recorded this big hit. Give me who this is and give me the song. should be quite easy for you, at least the song. I don't know if you can tell me the artist, but you do know the song because I think it played at many a party, especially some clubs that you went to when you were in college. You know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout. Come on now, don't forget to say you will. 1959. It was originally recorded by whom? Mm, Can you do that? It It was the Isley Brothers who recorded that. Can you tell me what soundtrack used that? What movie used that? And it was really big. Animal House. That's correct. And. That would play for many years in clubs and things like that. Also, mm-hmm. did you dance to that mm-hmm. one? You did. Also, oh, yeah. probably uh, Mooney Mooney too. Did they play that? Yeah. One? They play that. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to remember the club sets when they would play that. So mm-hmm. yes, the Isley Brothers, 1959. It was 1966. The Beatles album Revolver was released. Do you have that album by any chance, Kimmy? No. All right. It was 1969. Mariner Seven, a U.S. space probe passed by what planet? What year? 1969, Mariner 7, a U.S. space probe passed by what planet? Mars. That's correct. This this musical group broke up on this date in history. The Osmonds. I know you were sad about that. Can you give me the year that the Osmonds said, we're done? 1974. Ooh, they went a little longer than that. They went to 1980. Oh. In your vast vinyl collection, do you have any of the Osmonds? No. Did you ever watch the Donnie and Marie TV show? Thing? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I asked. You act like I'm torturing you there, Kimmy. I'd rather no. see Donnie and Marie than the Suicide Squad. No, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. A bad joke, but that was a joke. All right, Kimmy, it was on this date in history. This song was released from a very big album. Actually, the album itself was released, and a title track was released as well. Matter of fact, I had quite a few hits. Identify the artist. Give me the title of the album hit single and give me the year. It's a three-parter. I know you know this. Here's your audio clue. All right, give me finish it. 
Dancing on the ceiling. That's right. Who is the artist? Lionel Richie. Yes, the album was Dancing on the Ceiling. Give me the year. Um, 85. 1986. That was a, a big one. I mean, it was huge. And after this album, he withdrew entirely from the music industry for six years. Mm. And a move most critics say was quitting while he was ahead. There hmm. was no understanding why he did it. Hmm. Uh, he, they think he really hurt himself by that. He tried to come back, you know, but his, none of his albums after that had the, the big sales that uh, mm-hmm. this one did and the one previous to this one. 2011, NASA announced that its Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter had captured photograph evidence of possible what on Mars during warm seasons. Water? That's right, in 2011. Moving over to celebrity birthdays, Kimmy. John Houston. I know you probably don't know who that is. Big American director, mm-hmm. actor. You, you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, he passed away at the age of 81, born in 1906, among his friends were Orson Welles and Ernest Hemingway and Humphrey Bogart. Matter of fact, he was best friends with Humphrey Bogart, and he delivered the eulogy at his funeral. Mm. Now, many of his films are considered classics today, like The Maltese Falcon in 1941, The Treasure of Sierra Madre, 1948, Key Largo, 48, The Asphalt Jungle, 1950, African Queen, 51, Moulin Rouge, 52, The Misfits, 1961, The Man Who Would Be King, 1975. And during his 46-year career, he received 15 Oscar nominations, won twice, directed both his father, Walter Houston, and his daughter, whom? Angelica. That's correct. And both of them won Oscars Mm. due to him, Mm. or he helped, I guess would be the way. Mm -hmm. Actor Robert Taylor passed away. At the age of 57 in 1969, but born on this date in history, here's a very famous person, Kimmy. Let's see if you can answer who this is. Identify who it is. Today's their birthday, but tell me what year they passed. Here's your audio clue. I'm uh, at the foot of the ladder. The lamb footbeds are only uh, uh, depressed in the surface about uh, one or two inches. Kimmy knew who that was almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And the reason we played the the full, not the full thing, but an extended audio clip is there's a lot of history right there that people unfortunately don't hear. They only hear the really famous line that was in there. Mm-hmm. 
And he actually describes what it's like to walk on the surface of the moon and what it is doing to his, you know, to his, uh, his footwear mm-hmm. at the time, which is just, to me, is mind-boggling. Can you identify who that famous person was? Neil Armstrong. That's correct. And what year did Neil Armstrong pass away at the age of 82? Um, it was um, about three years ago. Is that your answer? Mm-hmm. It was 2012, August 25th, 2012, that he passed away. Okay. Moving over to an actor. Do you know who John Saxon is? Yes. <laughs> what toy did he spin or did they make in his image from the Bionic Man? Oh, um, it's something that it's Maskatron. That's right, Gibby. Maskatron, which is in our collection, my collection of the Bionic Man, six million dollar man, Bionic Woman stuff. Yes, John Saxon having a birthday today. Famous for Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Also, he played uh, Nancy's dad in, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. and so many things, including Gene Roddenberry's attempts to do other television shows he tried to do several after star trek that did not work he made these movies these pilots that aired on television like planet earth a science fiction tv movie that aired back in 1974 that saxon was a lead strange new world was another one that he did uh 1975 saxon and roddenberry teamed up and neither one of them you know mounted anything except seeing him on late night movies they would run those you know quite a bit Mm. and Saxon's done so, so many things. Any uh, guess how old John Saxon Mm -hmm. is today? 82? 81. You get your pocket lint. I'm still mad at Kimmy, by the way. She she didn't give me the opportunity to meet Mr. John Saxon when he appeared in Orlando a number of years ago. She prevented that. Ow. You did, too. John Saxon was on the prevention list, and so was George Takei. Ow. You pulled me away from meeting George Takei. She did. She did. She really did. Don't listen to her. <laughs> you did, Kimmy. All right, identify identify this actress having a birthday today. Here is your audio clue, Kimmy. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Okay. But if you listen carefully, she will mention her famous husband at that time when this was recorded. That should be your clue. I don't think her voice will do it. Mm-hmm. Here is... Your audio clue, Kimmy, tell me who this birthday person is and how old they are today. And and we could do a, a love scene together, and, and then all of a sudden that would all go away and disappear, the friendship, and, and we would actually, to the audience, appear as lovers. But something very simple, like, why don't you just, like, ask me out to dinner tonight or something? Oh, I'd like that, as long as I can stay over for breakfast in bed. Do I cook? Yeah. Oh, yes, I love to cook. I really do. I, uh, gourmet cooking and everything. Oh, you know, beef stroganoff. And, and uh, when I'm not doing anything, when I'm at home and yeah. cleaning the closets, you know, between jobs and stuff, I love to uh, to cook. Yeah. And uh, Bert enjoys my cooking. Well, I, I Now I've gotten down to what he really likes to eat, but the very first meal I made for him was a total disaster because I didn't know him very well and I, I really went all out to make this incredible meal and I made uh, mushrooms escargot and I made duck all orange with wild rice and a cheesecake from scratch. And Bert hates mushrooms, he will not eat rice and he was hypoglycemic at the time and couldn't eat any sweets of any kind <laughs> so he couldn't eat any of the dinner. Who is that? Lonnie Anderson. That's right, Kimmy. How old is Lonnie Anderson from WKRP? How old is she today? Um, 67? She is 70 years old today. Okay. And she was on WKRP version one 
the the first series from 1978 to 1982, and then she would appear on WKRP, the second series, as she bought the radio station. Oh, I never saw that. Yes, you did. You did and I? I? Yes, yes. Mm. When I was uh, doing a certain morning show in your hometown, mm. I would watch that. I guess you didn't pay attention. Hmm. And okay. You were there with me when I was. I, I guess you. You know, you were doing what uh, Lonnie did for Bert. You were ruining dinner. Remember when you made my first dinner? Mm. Yes. Kimmy actually set off the fire alarm, the smoke alarm, didn't you? No, I didn't. That was with the chicken. Remember that? The smoke alarm? Yes, you did. Mm. Yes, she did. Uh, that was uh, that poor, our poor fur kid way back when, he, he couldn't stand the smell of chicken from that point on. Could yes, our, our chocolate lab was... was um, traumatized. Traumatized, so every time... Uh, I would make it again. He w- he had, you know, PTSD and would go run and hide. <laughs> yes, yeah. he, he would hide. All right, get me moving over to a notable music world. I don't think you'll know. Having a birthday today, that is Rick Derringer having a birthday today. Remember him? Mm, well, no? he, his big solo hit. You will know this one. <laughs> He is 69 today. You remember that song right there? Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo. Mm-hmm. Big number one hit in 1974. But he was part of a group before that. He was part of the McCoys. Can you tell me the name of the hit? The McCoys had the big number one hit that marching bands would play forever. No. It's not Louie Louie, even though they would play Louie Louie. It was this one. It is Sloopy, not Snoopy. And what is Sloopy? Do you know? No. It's a girl. That's what Sloopy is. Yeah, they, they've tried to decipher Sloopy's identity for a long time. Hmm. But the original writer, that Sloopy is a girl. Hmm. I didn't write it, didn't make it up. That's just the way it was. Staying in the world of music, Kimmy, this, this uh, vocalist worked heavily with the Bee Gees, had a big hit. And I'll be quite honest, the Bee Gees are all over it. It is hard at times to identify the vocalist and not the Bee Gees. But let's see if you can identify who the vocalist is because it's their name on the hit, even though, in my opinion, it's the Bee Gees. Here is, here is the audio clue. It's from 1978, the very big hit. It was number three on the Hot 100. Are you ready, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Here it is. All right, Kimmy, give me the name of the song. It was a big hit. Um, yeah, I, I recognize the song. Oh, yeah. Um, Probably danced to it, too. Mm, no. Yes, it was 1978, no. big disco hit, huge. It, there, the clue was right there in the song. The song had the... Had emotion. A, that's right. Emotion is the name of the song. Can you tell me the name of the vocalist, even though it is the Bee Gees, in my opinion? Mm, 
Was her name Samantha or Kimmy? Something? Just because you were able to do that, we will give you your pocket line. I don't think one in one hundred thousand could tell me Samantha Sang. Samantha ah, Sang is okay. the name of the artist. She is sixty-five today. See if you can identify this. Really, she's known for TV. That's her big thing. She she's a singer too, but more known for television. See if you can identify this individual. It should be very easy. Tell me who it is. Tell me the actress's name and give me how old she is today. Here is the audio clue. This is Marsha Brady. Well, there's something important I have to tell you. Um, Mrs. Robbins, I have to call you back later. Bye. Hi. Oh, thanks. Oh. Oh, uh, this is my mom. This is my dad. Oh, yes. Sit down anywhere. Oh, no. It's my fault. I never should have promised I'd get you to sing at the prom. All right, Gimme, tell me who that is. <laughs> and and who was she trying to get to the prom? Who was Marsha trying to get to the prom? Do you remember? Davy Jones. That's right. Davy Jones of the Monkees. I don't even know why they chose Davy Jones of the Monkees, but they did. Can you tell me who or who the actress is that played Marsha Brady? And tell me how old Marsha is today. Oh my, it just pops ahead Eve Plum, but I know that's no, Jan. No, I know that's, that's Jan. Jan. And Jan would say Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Okay, Marsha Brady was played by whom, Kimmy? Oh. Come on, you can do it. Come on. Uh-uh. It's not coming to me. The initials. M-M. Maureen? Yes. You're doing it. You're almost there. McCormick. That's it. Maureen McCormick having a birthday today. How old is Maureen McCormick? Marsha Brady today. Mm. 63. Oh, poor Marsha. <laughs> no, she is 60 today. Okay. But she's frozen in time. I, I You don't see her that, that okay. way, do you? You don't like her. I remember the other day when I was walked in one of the, the birds' room and they were watching the Brady Bunch on MeTV and you, you, you didn't like her. You were bashing Marsha. Yes, you were. What do you expect? Somebody likes Alice over the kids on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. All right, moving to notable deaths on this date in history. Kimmy, we have two audio clues of this one. I don't know if you'll be able to identify her by the first audio clue. She passed away on this date in history. Tell me how old she was and when she passed. But most of all, tell me who it is. If you need clue number two, that's okay. We have a good clue number two for you. Here is... Clue number one. Nothing's going wrong this time. Dorothy, I'm sailing on Saturday with or without Mr. Esmond. And I'm not coming back from Europe until he comes and gets me. When we're in France, where his father can't phone him twice a day. Who is that? Marilyn? Marilyn. Monroe? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Mr. President. For all the things you've done, the battles that you've won, the way you deal with U.S. Steel, and our problems by the time we've been here. 
so much. Everybody, happy birthday. You don't normally hear the extended version there. That's no. the full version. Yes, that's Marilyn Monroe. She passed away on this date in history, Kimmy. How old was she when she passed away? 37? She was 36 when she passed away in 1962, August 5th, 1962. Now, although she was top billed, top billed as an actress for only a decade, at the time of her death, her films grossed $200 million. Mm. And I have no idea. Please, you don't have to do a calculation here. It's a lot of money Mm -hmm. by today's standards. Marilyn Monroe. Kimmy, do you think she actually took her own life or did she have a little help? Hmm. What do you think? She might have had a little help. Okay. We will save that for another story or another episode of the Riley and Gimme Show down the road because we have some, eh, I don't want to say experts, but we have some people who are strongly opinionated on that and one who's done a lot of research. And we also have a very good friend of ours who wants to do some, you know, uh, tinfoil hat talk. Mm. And we want to bring him on the show. I think we will talk about Marilyn Monroe with him. I think he would enjoy that, don't you? Mm-hmm. We'll do that in the very near future. I, I guarantee that with a special edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. One more notable passed away on this date in history. Huge actor. I mean, very big. Cinema. Stage. Very big. Married somebody extremely famous <laughs> more than once. That's your clue. Tell me who this is. Here's your audio clue. And tell me how old he was. When he passed. Here's your audio clue. Yes, it's a little harder, I think, the second time round, uh, despite the fact that one's technique, uh, etc., uh, there's a much more massive body of technique behind the performance than there was 20 years ago. But one of the most difficult things about the present production is that in the early part of the show, I have to, I have to make the audience believe that I'm vulnerable and that I'm not arrogant. Uh, and and that is uh, very difficult because I've played so many kings and princes. I've, I've assumed a kind of uh, almost regal arrogance every time I go on, on the stage. And uh, that is the most difficult part of the show for me. The first section of, of the show, which lasts about perhaps uh, 28 minutes, and it takes me for a time I get very little response from the audience. Uh, they don't laugh uh, at the laugh lines, and then gradually they accept me uh, and forget who I am, I hope. And uh, then it's, it, it turns into a perfectly normal audience. Who is that famous person? Richard Burton. That's correct. And how old was he when he passed away? 82? He was 58 years old oh, in 1984 my. when he passed away. Oh, my. Yes. Who was his famous wife? Elizabeth Taylor. Correct. And one of the ways he would use uh, one of his techniques he revealed on how how to appear vulnerable for him is he would incorporate stuttering in his speech pattern when delivering lines as the character that he was trying to make that character vulnerable Mm. or him appear vulnerable. He would utilize stuttering, Hmm. which is kind of a really cool thing. And actually listening to him talking about uh, acting and techniques and things like that is just fascinating. If you're an actor or somebody just loves stage work, it is worth checking out. He did some extensive interviews with Dick Cavett, which are worth checking out and and listening to. I'm sure uh, YouTube will have those. That's something to check out. That wraps up the list for today. Kimmy did quite well. She's got some pocket lint. She's going to be building a creature. I guarantee that. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And we look forward to seeing that in an upcoming event. You can check out our event page 
where we will be officially at and part of. We have that available right on our website. What's our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Go away and, and read a book or whatever it is you like to do. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.